Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. Jeff, is there anything in the world that you love more than movies? Yes, I like playing sports. Oh, sports. Is there anything you like more than sports or movies? I know I've got an answer, and that's sports movies, Jeff. I thought you were going to say, is there anything... You like more than playing sports or watching movies. And I was going to tell you, I like watching sports and movies. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <clears throat> Either way, there is something um, I, very magical about the sports movie as a genre, Jeff. I think, you know, we, we like to the camaraderie of a team, the, uh, you know, overcoming the odds kind of a story. Those are all like big sort of like themes in storytelling that we're drawn to and sports movies are filled with them. It's probably why it's one of the most covered genres in, in movies. There's a sports movie. I don't know. There's, there's like a sports movie every few months. I feel. Yeah. You know, I, I would feel like there's more sports movies out there if you were to research them, but it feels like there really aren't that many sports movies. It just feels like it, but there really but, but aren't, there aren't that many. There really aren't that many. It's not See, the biggest genre. The but the <clears throat> the thing is, like sports finds its way into movies that you don't expect to. Um, it finds the it, movie, it becomes it becomes a backdrop for sure. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of movies in in which sports are yeah. It's, it's a backdrop. It, it's the setting for um, a particular set of drama. You know, um, like most recently, uh, this movie uh, One Night in Miami, which is fantastic, came out and. One of the main characters is Muhammad is that, Ali. Is that similar to One Night in Paris? No. Okay. Just check. Not at all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Very, very different. Just wanted to check. Um, no, One Night in Miami is is a very different movie from a sports movie, but there is boxing scenes in it. There is like a full on, you know, um, fight that happens in this movie, um, but it's not a boxing movie, but there are sports in it. And, you know, they they are they are just as much of our sort of like American culture, I think, um, as movies. And so I think tonight we should talk about some of our favorite and or most beloved. I think we probably we're going to talk about our most beloved most sports beloved movies. Sports movies. But more than that, we're going to talk about the movies that when you think of this sport, you associate it with this movie. We're going to go over the list of different sports and just fire off the movie that we think most associates that sport with that movie. Which sport would you like to start with, Jeff? Well, shit. Gotta go with the most American sport of all. Which would be, Corey? The great American pastime? <sighs> Baseball. Of course. <laughs> no. I know you're talking about the pigskin, Jeff. American football. I was, gonna I was talking about gymnastics. I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Gymnastics. Well, in that case, stick it and we can move on. <laughs> But we're going to talk about football because when we talk about football, what is the movie that is most uh, associated with that sport? It's Corey. Well, The Rock made a movie about football that is, is no, that's not. 
Gridiron Gang, yeah. No, well, he did make the grid. He's made a few. No, there's one in which he plays like a Tom Brady character, and it's quite annoying. Um, No, Jeff, when I think of football, I think of my time when I once a long time ago did play the sport, and that was in high school. And I think uh, high school football in general is is a – is a you know there's a lot of movies that that tap into high school football and whatnot but the quintessential high school football when you think of football you think of the mtv james vanderbeek movie remember the titan and uh, (laughs) nope the james vanderbeek movie varsity blues and whipped cream bikinis jeff okay this is the thing i love this movie i love this movie but it to me not the quintessential football movie. But it's go. not the quintessential football movie, but I'm saying for me because it is. It's one of those movies that came out at the right time for my life. You know, where like I was playing. I was in high school when the movie came out. I was playing football when when I was in high school. So like it all just kind of merged together. So it was this nice like um, fun. You know, ragtag guys that are just like they play football, but they also like are interested in other stuff. James Vanderbeek was pretty much my mood playing football. Like I was into it, but like. Not so. You super. played quarterback in football. No, I, I didn't play. I didn't play quarterback. But um, and you, you were know, the he, backup quarterback, and then the first and the head quarterback broke broke their leg, and then you became. Wait, wait. Who put up a who put a poster of you on your on your front lawn? Uh, nobody. <clears throat> I'm just trying no. to see how much you relate to this film. I I played like. Did your dad fall on the barbecue? Uh, I was I was basically the Rudy of my team, <laughs> where. <laughs> Like they let me suit up because they were like, he's got a loud voice and he cheers us on, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and my dad was a good booster. So, you know, they were like, you mean your dad wasn't like the guy, the the dad in the movie who falls in the barbecue because he can't catch catch a football. No, no. My my dad was not the varsity blues uh, dad. But anyway, so I know know your dad from back then. Varsity blues Blues, uh, is like. My experience, I mean, it isn't my experience playing football, but like it's it's the, the same era. It, it feels like uh, the football that I remember yes. playing. But if we're talking about the sport in general. And did Allie Larder come to your house in a whipped cream bikini? Is I mean, that what your experience was in high school? No whipped cream bikinis <laughs> in high school, but there were um, there were moments in high school. Yeah, there were moments. Okay. No whipped cream bikinis. I was really hoping that that would become a thing, though. It just like... You know, you'd be at a high school party and then all of a sudden somebody would just be like, uh, send you a text, you know, a T9 text uh, or page you or something. And then uh, you'd, you'd go into the study and then the, you know, one of the cheerleaders would be in a that whipped cream bikini. That did in high school for some people. I'm sure it did. It didn't happen in our town, but, you know, I thought it, I thought it would be more of a fad. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wasn't a starter, Jeff, so maybe it did happen, and it just I was too, you know, far down on the depth chart to to get any of that attention. <laughs> anyway, man, so you're you're the movie that you really like is Varsity Blues. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. But talking about this movie specifically, like when you watch it now, you still like it just because it's a great football movie, right? So yeah, I think the football in it is is actually pretty decent. Like the like the way they're playing the sport in it um, feels right. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of sports movies where like shit happens and you're just like oh, okay. And John Voight's <laughs> great. John Voight's great. John Voight is it. great. Yeah. Um, James Vanderbeek's still a little bit James Vanderbeekish. But I but... think Dawson is is fine. He's totally cool. That line that he delivers where he doesn't I want know, his but... dad's life. Come on, just saying. It 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 strikes it strikes a vibe that's very nostalgic. And then when I watch it 
more, you know, in more recent times, it takes me right back to when I was in high school and I was playing football. Okay, so talking about football, what I believe is the quintessential football movie is Remember the Titans because it is a solid movie from beginning to end. But also what's good about this movie is it has Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And frankly... (laughs) You can't go wrong too many times with Denzel Washington. So yeah, you were you were teeing it up, and and I I was trying to find a way to snake that away from you. But yeah, Denzel Washington <laughs> for sure. He just he has a way of of like even when he's in movies that aren't aren't so great, like Denzel is still fucking solid. I've never wa- like walked away from a Denzel Washington movie and gone, well, Denzel kind of phoned that in. He's always fucking solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the movie around him could be kind of like weird and contrived and like, oh, this plot really doesn't make sense. But like Denzel's given it 100 percent every time. Yeah. And, and I know there's people just shouting at their uh, their earbuds, I guess, um, that Rudy. Why aren't we talking about Rudy or like, you know, Brian Rudy sucks. Rudy doesn't suck. Rudy's a Rudy great movie, sucks. but Rudy is not about football. Rudy's about Rudy. And at the end, he wears a football uniform, but it's not about him playing football, right? Yeah. That's not what the movie's about. And then there's the one person out there, Jeff, that's yelling, greatest football movie ever made was The Waterboy. And to them, we say, we're moving on to the next sport (laughs) in our cavalcade of sports movies. Okay, so we've Uh, agreed. Best football movie was Remember the Titans, and runner-up to that is Varsity Blues. We are in agreement, right? I think I think that those movies speak football to us. Yes. Okay. So if anybody else wants to speak football to themselves, this weekend, Varsity the Blues, thing. Remember the Titans. Yeah. I mean, Moving you could on. also you could watch the program. You could watch the replacements. All of those are valid football movies. But like any when given you think Sunday, football, and like the drama of the sport. Remember the Titans. That's going to be your your best bet. Cool. All right. So let's move on to hockey. Okay, hockey is a sport where there's not a ton of movies made about it, Jeff. And I'm sad about that because it is my favorite sport. (laughs) Me too. That's my favorite (laughs) sport. However, I would like to say that I think the reason why is because there's so much action on the ice that, you know, you just can't capture it with film. I'm just going to say that. That's my statement. Uh, my rebuttal to you can't capture the action of hockey on ice is have you seen the Mighty Ducks? You can't capture it on film, you mean, right? What did I say? On ice? On ice. <laughs> my rebuttal to you can't capture the action on film uh, is have you seen the Mighty Ducks? I have, and I think that was a great job of someone with the skills of Emilio Estevez <laughs> bringing it all against the Hawks. You know, Jeff, um, Emilio Estevez is... Uh, Martin Sheen's son? No, yeah, yeah, he is. Charlie Sheen's um, brother? He is. He is not much taller than the kids that are in this movie with him. But he's in um, the box while they're on the ice. No, no, no. But then, oh. if you remember at the end he's of this in the movie, the only thing that bugs me about this fucking movie... The only thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, only, oh, yeah, the rest of the movie is perfect. The only that thing they're that rollerblading bugs- through a city that's covered in ice? Okay. Yeah, it's perfect, perfectly fine. You, you got to train in the off seasons when you're not able to get on the pond. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
is that Emilio Estevez, all five foot six of him, would be anywhere near uh, the size that a professional hockey team uh, would want to select to play for their their team. He goes on at the end of this movie to play for. Um, no, he goes on to try out. Well, if you saw Mighty Ducks two or Mighty Ducks three, um, yeah, he tries out and he doesn't. I don't think he makes it though, right? I think he plays a little bit, injures his knee again, and then and then can't can't go oh, on. I thought I thought I thought what happens in the beginning of uh, Mighty Ducks two is that he goes he he tries out for it, doesn't make it, and so he goes on to number two. It's irrelevant. I don't think that uh, he would have even stood a chance. Like hockey players are they're big guys. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I mean, there aren't a lot of dudes under. They're not five, all pronger. They're not. All, no. They're not all pronger. But can you? I mean, can you imagine? Oh man, can you imagine? I mean, he would have to be spectacular puck handler and skater, and he already had a bum knee, and I just it was just like, don't you don't have to put him on like minor league hockey. You don't have to like send him to the tryouts for the. That <laughs> it's just totally un- unbelievable. It makes sense that he was like a youth hockey guy, but then. He didn't. He stopped growing, so hockey wasn't in his, <laughs> you know, in his future. That's uh, pretty common. Um, well, I mean, anyway. like someone who's kind of small in hockey is uh, Patrick Kane. Sure. And Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is five ten. Okay, and he's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Jeff. <laughs> he's five ten. <laughs> yeah, like he's small for a hockey player because most of those dudes are six foot and and bigger. But like. I, yeah. Anyway, I digress. But the Mighty Ducks is when I think of hockey, I think of the Mighty Ducks because when I was young, Jeff, I played. Ho- no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, <laughs> I will say that that the Mighty Ducks uh, probably inspired an entire generation of kids to try ice skating and to think that they could try hockey. Yeah, they need. This is why we're mentioning. We never even mentioned it. We're saying that the Mighty Ducks is one of the most uh, inspiring movies for hockey because it inspired an entire generation, right, Corey? This is where you're going with this, I think. Absolutely. I mean, you know, after this movie, we we got rollerblades and we would roller hockey, you know, on our driveways and down at the park. Um, yeah, I think it really sort of like kick kick started my love for the sport. You know, me too. I, saw, I mean, I saw this movie I, and it was just like, yeah, cool hockey. What's this all about? And then a couple years later, then Anaheim actually got a team, and then that became sort of the team that I followed. But, you know, before that, it was like Blackhawks and, and Penguins, you know, uh, for me at least. And I know that you're Buffalo Sabres fan from, from you know, long time, long time ago. Um, but, yeah, like hockey – like the early nineties was like, Oh, hockey's a thing. Yeah. Let's fucking watch this shit. I mean, Wayne Gretzky too, but like, yeah, I was, I, think, a, I was a Kings fan too from long, a long time ago, but I, I mean, Wayne Gretzky is the closest thing that hockey's had to a Michael Jordan for sure. But those who had never seen the sport were inspired by the mighty ducks was the point I was making, <laughs> but the mighty ducks, you know, some people might say that that's not like a great hockey movie. It's a you kid's know, movie, so maybe think, we need to have more adult movie for people who are older generation, Gen X and above. There's only one movie that is a hockey movie. Only one. Corey, do you want to talk about that movie? Tinfoil in the gloves, man. Right? 
or whatever he wrapped his hands in. His and that would foil. be what movie? Uh, that's Slapshot, Jeff. Yes, Slapshot. Slapshot's the only hockey movie that is both hilarious and an accurate depiction of 70s hockey in the minor leagues. Yeah, I mean, you're talking brutal hockey, no helmets, like, you know, just going out that like uh, enforcers beyond belief, um, you know, it is and it is wacky. There's some wacky hijinks <laughs> in, in Slapshot. I, I'm not a huge fan of the movie Slapshot itself, although um, I do appreciate what it is for hockey. You know what I mean? Like being sort of the iconic movie for hockey. Yep. Um, especially for, you know, many generations. Um, consider that like that's when they think of a hockey movie. Oh, Slapshot is the first one that comes to their mind. Yep. You know, um, the movie itself is incredibly dated and it's not the hockey I know. So it's kind of hard. To, like it feels, I don't know, because there's no no helmets and the game is played differently. And, you know, like it it feels less like the hockey I grew up with. So it it's it's not quite hockey to me it's old-timey hockey <laughs> i mean i used you know? to watch like the jason mask and you know for goalies and like they're just out there with like a catcher's mitt i mean i watched hockey at a young age so i used to watch i mean i remember when the kings were playing and um and i remember when the the, the hockey helmet rule went into effect mm -hmm. and how you didn't have to wear a helmet if you were in the league before the helmet rule went into effect I think I think it's if it you were drafted in. if you were drafted before the 1979-80 season. Yeah, it think, was just if you were in the if you were already in the league and the uh, rule went into effect, you didn't have to wear a helmet. And yeah. maybe that was the official rule, but I just remember those guys are playing on the Kings in 1989, mm -hmm. and they didn't have any helmets on. Yeah, I, I remember the first hockey game I ever went to was a Ducks game. Right, it was their third game of their first season. They played the Detroit Red Wings. And the Red Wings um, had a lot of like, uh, what, what are they like franchise players, like dudes that have been on the Red Wings for fucking ever, right? And I remember how weird it was to see like all the Ducks players, which were more like younger generation, you know, um, or at that time, young, younger generation guys, because they'd all been like, you know, picked up off of the other teams that they didn't want. They were like, uh, you know, they hadn't proved themselves on, on that team. So they got piled together on the Ducks. Um, and then they played the Red Wings and the Red Wings had like one or two dudes who didn't have helmets. And it was so weird to see this dude out here, like the guys out on lines, like skating around without their helmets. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then I don't remember ever seeing, um, a hockey game where everybody wasn't playing with helmets. It's, is weird. I have like that one game where I can vividly remember guys skating around with just their hair <laughs> and like slamming into the boards and you know all that kind of shit and it was weird i remember it being weird that they did not have equipment on but like people that are older than me or like you when you you know you're used to watching hockey from earlier time it was completely sort of just like oh that's just the way the game is yeah you didn't wear helmets you know yeah the thing is though that like if you're if you're in a hockey game like like okay so in in hockey man you, the old hockey players, dude, they are scary looking. Yeah. Like, yeah, they didn't have helmets on, but they also had no teeth. Mm -hmm. Their fucking noses were all messed up. They look worse than boxers. Mm -hmm. These guys were, they didn't just play the sport. They had to live the sport because they're, they were fucked up. Yep. 
if you go back far enough, there's a time in hockey where the fucking goalies didn't wear masks. Yeah, it's insane, Jeff. A shit flying at them at like 80 miles per hour. It's a disc of hard rubber that's been frozen. And they were just like, it's cool. You don't need to protect my face. That's yeah, cool. just shoot that shit at me. I'll just stop it with yeah. these pads. I'll, I'll duck. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right, the next sport we're going to look at is basketball. The hardwood, Jeff. The hardwood. So, not a lot of basketball that, movies out there, Corey. There's a ton of basketball movies. Holy not a lot of basketball fuck. movies. I'll change it. Not a lot of ba- basketball movies that don't suck. <laughs> I don't. Con- I don't. Con- I don't consider you know Eddie and uh, Space Jam Celtic as good Pride, basketball Jeff. movies. What? Celtic Pride. I don't consider these good basketball movies. See, here's the thing with the next two sports, uh, this one and then uh, the next one we're going to get to is baseball. Um, there are a lot of mediocre films in this realm. I don't know why, but there's a in ton. what. Not baseball. Yeah, for baseball and for for basketball. Okay, I strongly disagree for baseball. No, no, there are great movies in baseball. There are good movies. There are great movies for basketball. But I'm saying, like, the majority of the movies that come out talking about baseball or or talking about basketball are mediocre at best. I feel that for basketball, they've made like one or two good movies, and for baseball, they've made like 300 good movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, baseball has more of a volume for sure. I think we could do an entire episode just on baseball movies. Baseball, we could do an entire episode just on Kevin Costner baseball movies, Jeff. <laughs> That's true. We could do like a list of the top ten best Kevin Costner baseball <laughs> baseball movies. movies. <laughs> All right, anyway, basketball. basketball, basketball. I th- should we go with the with the serious one or the non serious one first? Um, I think we should go with the uh, non serious because it is both of our favorite. Not only like basketball movies, but one of our non-Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox movies of all time, favorite, and that, that's what, Jeff? Teen Wolf. Teen motherfucking wolf. Oh. Now, you might want to say that basketball is a backdrop in this movie, but I, my friend, am going to fucking argue with you. Now I'm talking yeah. to you, the, the, the listener. Yeah. The reason why you, the listener, I am arguing, and Corey is arguing with you. Yeah, is because there is so much drama that happens on the basketball court. The ending of this movie is him on the basketball court against his arch nemesis, and he's a terrible basketball player. And he learns to not be the wolf. I don't. By the way, I don't know why a wolf makes you a better basketball player. Why the fuck does a wolf make you a better basketball player? He can jump further, and he, like he's got wolf strength. And uh, and more intense fighting spirit of uh, sport. I don't know. <laughs> but why all of a sudden can he dribble as a as a wolf and he can't really dribble there well when it's a, when he's when he's Scott? It's the pause. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But why doesn't he pop the basketball? Uh, retractable because he's a werewolf. I don't know. That, that was that doesn't make sense. But I don't know. Anyway, so he can Jeff? He just can't. Why? Because, th- because movies, Jeff. <laughs> But then how, at the very end of this movie, does he walk in and he goes, I'm not giving you the wolf. And then they're like, all right. And all of a sudden, all of them can now play basketball for the first time ever. He walks in and just goes, I'm not giving you the wolf. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to lose. And he's like, no, we're not. And they're like, yeah, we're not. And then they win. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, what happened that they all of a sudden now can win? Jeff, it was the 1980s and a lot of cocaine was in writing rooms. Maybe. And there was also yeah. a song playing in the background saying, win in the end. Yeah, well, they were like, so they had win to. In the end. Yeah. But anyway, basketball, great movie. It's a great basketball movie. Um, it's a great werewolf movie. 
It's a great werewolf and basketball movie, which is oh, hard to find. It's incredibly hard to find. Is it a sports werewolf movie or is it a werewolfy sports movie? I think it's equal parts. You could go either way. Okay, I think Michael J. Fox's girlfriend goes either way in this movie too. Does she? Damn. No. I, I remember uh, to, like uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to show my kid Teen Wolf, and then there's a scene where like as he also. There's a bit of High School Musical in here where he like uh, is in a play, and he's like, yeah, and she bangs him. In the yeah, movie. they're backstage, and she like the the hot girl or whatever, just like strips down to her underwear, and my kid, <laughs> I was just like, I don't remember this. <laughs> and then he starts he starts a howling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, the majority of the times that I've seen this movie, it was edited for television. Jeff, you just gotta stop watching movies on television, man, because <laughs> you know you miss out on. Not the best parts of the movie or anything, but like you miss out on the the whole scope of the movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'm saying like in my childhood when I saw this movie, which was a lot because it was one of those like we've talked about a lot the Sunday afternoon movies or whatever. Teen Wolf was on a lot. Um, yeah, I I realized that uh, there were parts of the movie that I for, forgot existed. <laughs> Because it didn't didn't register in my memory of the edited for TV version, um, but yeah, Teen Wolf is also one of the, is is the movie that has the funniest editing mistake of all movies I've ever seen in my life. Which is what? Which is in the very 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 end of the movie when he is holding his girlfriend and everyone's cheering because they're on the basketball court and kids are starting to walk off the bleachers. <laughs> One of the kids that was an extra. Oh yeah, okay. So I was unbuckles his pants. <laughs> yeah. and has a giant penis hanging yep. out of his, and he's jumping up and down with a giant penis hanging out of his pants. Su- surprise! And penis somehow at the end nobody of noticed. Comedy. Yep, nobody noticed. So if you get the original VHS or the original, I think they, I can't remember at what point they realized it was there. But the version I saw was streaming, and I don't. I think it was there. I don't think um, they edited it out. Well, what? So it's been edited out since the DVD version. Once the DVD version was released, they had edited it out. So what all you can see now is a person with their pants open, and it looks like they had just like blurred out his penis. Mm. Fun times. But if you have the original VHS, which I actually have somewhere, <laughs> the original VHS, I'm not gonna like go through it to look at that. But they, <laughs> they, they. I don't know how changes. nobody ever noticed that. Nobody ever noticed that editing mistake yeah i feel like um this is one of those movies where parts like parts of the filmmaking were just giant clusterfucks this movie there's there's parts where um yeah like they they didn't notice the extra in the background while they were filming um the editor didn't notice i mean i'm sure they had they they either one didn't have multiple takes of this particular shot so they had to go with it um they probably didn't. See I don't it, think it was they that. Did, they wouldn't have noticed. They they would have done something to take that out. They could have still done something to correct it. Maybe, or maybe they were just like, "Well, we can't fix it. We're out of time. We need to release this movie." It just <laughs> no. Like I this. don't. They wouldn't have been able to do that because if anybody had noticed that it was there, which it's really fucking noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> they would have had to pull the movie. So I don't think they would have done that. Yeah, you know, it's fucking making movies sometimes is weird. <laughs> I think they just I think just nobody caught it. Yeah. I there's guarantee. also a there's an editing mistake in Days of Thunder where 
they're walking on a beach and one of the ladies looks at Tom Cruise and instead of calling her by his character name, she literally goes, what do you think, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it's clear as fucking day. Like nobody and nobody edits that out. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's uh, stuff. Stuff slips through the cracks sometimes, Jeff, especially when there's a lot of cocaine involved. So your synopsis on all the mistakes that happen in movies is cocaine. In the 80s, yes. That's our new segment, Corey. Because cocaine. Yeah, because <laughs> movies and sometimes because cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, we got Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is a great basketball movie. Corey, do you want to introduce the next one? Well, you, you cannot mention basketball movies and great basketball movies without offending the entire state of Indiana if you don't mention the movie Hoosiers. That is cool. On every every list you'll ever find about basketball movies, and it is quite a good movie. Uh, Gene Hackman, being all Gene Hackman, it's great. Being um, all Gene Hackmany, it's it's very much about basketball. <laughs> you know, like it, it is it is very very much a quintessential basketball movie. But see, uh, I feel like Hoosiers is one of those movies where people say, "What's the greatest basketball movie?" Everyone's going to say Hoosiers because Hoosiers. it's the right answer. Yeah. But there's another movie, Jeff, that I, I like a lot about, better. I think you're talking about my favorite movie also. My favorite it basketball might, movie. It might be. And um, mainly because of Rosie Perez. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, sure. You know, there's, there's good street basketball in this. And sure. And Wesley Snipes. You know, there's... Um, a bit of a, a con movie happening at the same time, but in white men can't jump, Jeff, you watch it for Rosie Perez. White man can jump was another movie that was uh, also like an afternoon weekend movie on local television. That movie though, I saw heavily edited because <laughs> I saw the original, actually I didn't see the edited versions. I saw the original I, when it first came out. Yeah. I, I've, um, I remember seeing the original, cause I'd seen it a couple times as a edited TV uh, movie. And then um, I think my, my grandmother at the time had HBO. And so when we would go visit my grandmother, I would, I would literally spend like the entire weekend or, you know, week vacation that we were there, just like glued to the television, watching HBO nonstop and comedy central. Cause I was just like, these are channels I don't have. And oh my gosh, I love movies so much and I love to laugh. And like, these are the only channels I ever need in my life. And not much has changed since I've become older, Jeff. <laughs> like, give me, give me access to great comedy, stand up comedy, and movies, and I'm set. <laughs> you know? Well, White Men Can't Jump, I thought was, it's so funny. I laugh so hard when I watch White Men Can't Jump. It's great. What I'm, what I'm saying is the first time I saw it in its unedited form, I was like, holy shit, this movie is amazing. I didn't even realize half the like plot points didn't even make sense. I, I feel like they edited White Men Can't Jump on TV to like 45 minutes because they had to cut out so much shit in this movie. Well, I also <laughs> to make always feel for, bad for, for television. Woody Harrelson in this movie because Rosie Perez treats him so badly. She's so, in this film. so great in this movie. <laughs> She's so obsessed with being on Jeopardy. Yes. <laughs> so she, through the whole movie, all she's doing is talking about Jeopardy, and it's hilarious. And I think what we should do is move on to our next sport. Now we're but, going America's pastime. Oh, is that true? I was going to say we should do that for, for the last thing. Oh, do baseball for the last? 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll save Kevin Costner movies for the last. That's fine. Yeah. All right, so let's move on then to Olympic sports movies. Uh, Olympic sports. Sports that you only watch every four years and within 15 minutes of watching the first match or meet or whatever, you're suddenly an expert because Bob Costas has told, told you all the cool stuff about that sport. It's <laughs> the way I feel every time I watch the Olympics. You know, like, well, I, I've never seen rowing, uh, you know, since the last time it, it was happening four years ago. But now I know everything about the American team. I know everything about the rules of the sport. And when somebody comes in and goes, well, what the fuck are you watching? I'll be like, it's cool because, uh, you know, the skull over there is yelling at the guys and blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> See, I always shut it off before I get to that. I only watch the events. So I am not that well versed in the sport. But I, I will I. say. I'm saying that the, when, when the Olympics come on, I just soak up all of the like the knowledge immediately that, that they're that they're trying to give you to because every Olympics they try to like reintroduce you to these sports and all the nuanced rules and stuff that you don't follow on a you know on a yearly basis. So yeah. When thinking of Olympic sports movies, Corey and I unanimously thought of the one movie. One movie that defines Olympic sports movies. Maybe it's just a generational thing, but for Corey and I the one movie that, that we always associate with the Olympics is what, Corey? Cool Runnings, Jeff. Cool Runnings. Sanka, you dead? Yeah. Kiss my lucky egg. <laughs> cool Runnings is, you know, again, you know, sports movie, underdog, you, you know, uh, rising up above uh, great odds to, to, you know, do something beyond yourself kind of a thing. But there's just, there's something so uniquely uh, like there's a, a charisma to the fact that it's one, it's a real story, but like a Jamaican bobsled team in and of itself is, is just sort of like this heartwarming idea, right? That these people from a country where snow doesn't exist would go to a winter Olympics and compete even at like somewhat of a level, like, is is it's like it writes itself kind of a thing as, as a movie but it, it did actually happen which is cool i should note that this particular crew kicked off a love for bobsledding in jamaica and jamaica still has a bobsled team to this day they do they do and they're more and more competitive than than they were back then but have they guys, ever won gold uh, no no okay. i don't think they've ever meddled but they are more competitive <laughs> There are plenty of countries that haven't meddled, Jeff. It's not like... So in like 35 years, they've never won a gold? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But as long as Doris Bannock got to get back into those Olympics after being oh, tripped, that felt so bad for him. Yeah, the, the story, you know, it starts off, they're trying to go to the Summer Olympics. It, it covers both Summer and Winter Olympics, Jeff. It's, it's I think, the quintessential Olympics movie. Not just it bobsled is, movie. I would just say like, it's a fun Olympic movie. This is, to me, when I think of Olympic movies, boom, this. See, this to me, when I think of Olympic movies, I think of the greatest miracle to happen to the United States <laughs> of all time. Do you I believe mean, in miracles, I mean, when I see this movie, Jeff? I wonder if I believe in miracles when I see this movie. It's the greatest hockey movie, and it oh. is the greatest Kurt Russell movie. I've ever one of the, seen one, one of the greatest Kurt Russell. Actually, yes, yeah, it's, it's not so great with Kurt Russell. Yeah, no, 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 no. But he, Kurt Russell's great. 
But like, uh, but, the, but the wig kind of throws me off in it. It does. Oh, it does. It's, it's a little it's, distracting. It, it, it bothers a little, me a little, a little bit. distracting. But, but no, yes. this movie is great. I love this movie. Miracle. Miracle. So good. So good. It's one of the best movies. One of my favorite I, movies to watch. Yes. If it wasn't also an Olympic movie, it would have been on our list of best hockey movies for yeah. sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I fell in love with this movie the first time I saw it. It's the first um, movie I watched when I got Apple Plus. Really? Not Apple Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus? First movie I watched when I got Disney Plus. I watched Miracle. I love That's this fun. movie. I want, I want to go watch it now because it, it's, it was one of those things, too, where like the drama of it is like steeped in Cold War, U.S. versus Russia. And um, this idea that like the U.S. hockey team doesn't stand a chance and they go on, you know, to to defy all odds and, you know, sort of win one for the USA, right? Like it was more than just a hockey game at the time. And they do a really good job in this particular movie um, setting up those stakes that like there was a lot more writing on these college kids, these no-name hockey players. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of your mouth, Jeff. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> love right. miracle love miracle Sports. well no now we're gonna go on to america's pastime baseball there is a fuck ton metric fuck ton of baseball movies jeff but we only got the best ones the ones that really exemplify baseball and the oh. ones that people think of when they when they think of the sport of baseball they think of this movie or when baseball season's over and they really want to watch a baseball movie these are the movies they go to these are the the cream of the crop. Yeah, it's very hard to sort of narrow down to just one movie that says baseball. So we've got a few here. And we couldn't find anyone that actually say that say baseball in the title. So, you know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, for a lot of people, the quintessential baseball movie, Kevin Costner movie. There are two on, on this list that are Kevin Costner movies. Uh, the first one being Field of Dreams. Now, Jeff, this movie is about the love of baseball. Field of Dreams is about... The, the the sort of pastime of having a catch with your dad. It you is, know. but it's about the... It's about making the game feel like a religion. Mm-hmm. That's what this is, game movies is about. Very much. Yes. It uh, it sort of transcends the actual sport in that way. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes it a religion. I think that's the best description I've, I've heard about this movie. This movie was one that I saw late. And I was really worried that it would fall into the category, Jeff, of being like, oh, this is fucking dated. It's like it, it doesn't work anymore because it's so dated and sort of steeped in 1980s and Kevin Costner mullet. But this movie really works. Um, it it holds up tremendously. Um, and it, is, a lot it, of... it really makes you fall like you feel that sort of reverence for the sport. There's a lot in this movie about him going back and back in time about yeah. people from seeing different eras of baseball, all the, all the major, major players of different eras come in play on his field that he's created. All that ever was of baseball comes into one spot in Iowa and it's magical and becomes this magical place of baseball. It's like baseball heaven in this one field in Iowa. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, Which, if you're going to exemplify baseball in one movie, you'd be Field of Dreams. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> yeah. If you were going to like concentrate all of what baseball has meant to this country and to its fans, Field of Dreams is absolutely it. 
And now we have to say that baseball is a starts out for every boy starts out as a kids game. You start off in little league. I mean, that's what I did. I played baseball mm -hmm. for my entire life. And when you're playing baseball, you start out as a little kid. And for me, the one of the movies that I love, I still love watching it, is The Sandlot because it it talks about being a little kid and playing baseball and how that and was your only part of your life you cared about. Yeah, it's a it's another one of those um, movies that is more about sort of the emotion of of the sport, you know, the the ability to play this sport that is so much uh, tr more of a tradition than it really is like you know professional sports team. I mean, there baseball is that too, but like baseball to America to little kids in America is is uh, ingrained in sort of like the the sort of fabric of what it is to grow up being an American, right? To a lot of people, I should say. Well, it's not, it's not only about that. This movie shows that this movie is about how it's just fun and how kids can go to yeah. a place where they're not, where the, where in fact the, the little league kids are the bad guys. Yeah. And you're the kids who are just Playing going to a place. You're going to a place that's your own and you're just playing just because you want to play. It's not because you're in a league because your parents are making you go to practice. Right. You're doing it just because you freaking love the game. Because and that's what Sandlot's about. The feeling of striking a round ball with a round bat and it, like there's there's just something magical about that experience. And as a kid, it's one of the, the like first real like empowering things that you do. You know, like you you conquered this impossible thing. Well, not only you know? that, it's also about being with your friends and doing yeah. things all the same and seeing everything the same way. You're you're all have the you're all playing positions. You're all thinking about, okay, well, we all have the goal of, you know, we're all going to be doing this today. We're all going to be going to the it's same way, reason why we were in a band. You know, right. they're doing this. They're doing this for, uh, for playing baseball. The collective but, camaraderie. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we have absolutely. a couple more more on our list for baseball, but I don't feel like they live up to those two movies. <laughs> but honestly, a movie that's just a great movie is Major League. I think Major yeah. League is one of the best baseball movies. Um, I, think accidentally, it's one of the, I think it's one of the best baseball comedies, for sure. Yeah, I think accidentally it's one of the best baseball movies. It if It's not actually that much. It's a comedy, but it's not a, it's not a ridiculous comedy. Not until the, the second, sequels, Jeff. <laughs> the sequels are ridiculous and stupid. But the first one, the first one is a well-thought-out comedy that's got drama interweaved into it. Mm -hmm. The Tom Berenger, Rene Russo storyline is very dramatic. It's not comedic at all. Um, and even Corbin Burnson's character is dramatic in the first one. They made him an idiot in the second and third one. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if he's in the third one, but in the second one, he's an idiot. But it's yeah, a... He, it's he a, zips right to buffoon in the sequels. If you have not seen Major League, you have to go and see it if you're a lover of baseball. See, now Major League is to our generation, Jeff, what this next movie is to an older generation about baseball. And that's another Kevin Costner movie. And it's Bull <laughs> Durham. <laughs> Now remember, Major League is not Kevin Costner. Major League no. is Char Charlie, Sheen, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, yeah. and um, Corbin Burnson. Mm -hmm. um, Wesley Snipes. Don't forget Wesley Snipes. We I for how did I forget Wesley Snipes? Jesus. Yeah. We did it. He was on the, we did the whole thing on the show, know, show last week about how. Okay. Now the next one is Bull Durham, and Bull Durham yeah. is Kevin Costner, and Tim Robbins' first real big uh, part. And Susan Sarandon. Right? Susan Sarandon. 
about being in the minor leagues, the the Durham Bulls in uh, in the minor leagues, and how only one person gets to make it to the show, and how Susan Sarandon and Kevin Costner decide that they are going to make Tim Robbins get their get his ass to the show, which is the major leagues. Um, and it's just kind of a zany kind of movie. Every major league catcher or minor league catcher or whatever, um, I always implant Kevin Costner in, onto their personality. I don't know what it is. But there's something about the way Kevin Costner uh, playing a catcher. Um, you know, I, I feel like every catcher is is Kevin Costner in this movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what it is about this movie, but it, it's cemented in, in my brain that like it's kind of wisecracking, like, you know, um, has to go and like really shake up the pitcher, get his mind off of whatever the fuck is troubling him or whatever. Like Kevin Costner in this movie is great. Um, yeah, but I will he say there's a couple major league catcher to me. <laughs> there's a couple movies where Kevin Costner is awesome and they're all on this list. It's yeah, it's uh, what's it called. It's Tin Cup. Field of Dreams. Bull Durham. I mean, those are his three yeah. best movies. Interestingly enough, in Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner does not play baseball. Like he doesn't play the sport. It's one of his few sports films where he doesn't he's, he's not shown like playing the sport. Oh, in the end, he plays. He, he plays he, his dad. But, but you, 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 it happens off screen. Like you know, it's about to happen, but like, it doesn't really, doesn't really show it. You know. Yeah, he I think uh, the dad is played alert. by like a Hemsworth, isn't it? No, the dad is played by Ray Liotta. <laughs> I was joking. Man. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> everything in Hollywood is played by some Hemsworth. There's, yeah, now, now there's definitely a Hemsworth and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last one we're going to mention for baseball, because it has to be mentioned, it's one of the best baseball movies. It is and my one, favorite baseball movie. <clears throat> it, is one, it is such favorite. a good movie. A League of Their Own. Oh, Penny Marshall directed it. It has that charm of, well, p- the Marshall films, right? Like Penny Marshall and Gary Marshall films. Um, that only they can bring. Yeah, like there's there's a... And nobody's bringing mail to anybody in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, we've, we've talked about this on, on the show before where like there was an era of movies that were made like 80s uh, in, into the 90s that just had this vibe. They weren't kids movies, but you could take a family to it. They didn't sort of play to a younger audience, but they were palatable enough for a younger audience. And they didn't do anything in the movies that was extreme, but then it didn't feel dumbed down or like watered down or anything. Um, they were just like true family movies. We don't get a lot of like those types of movies anymore that aren't played for goofy laughs so that the kids get it or, you know, like really playing into a simpler type of humor or something. Like This is a straight up drama that is totally fine for the family. Well, there's, there's a little like, bit of comedy in this movie. There's a lot of comedy. There, there's comedy, but for the most part, it's it's a drama, right? Like there are comedic parts that help to support the drama. You know, that's different than it being sort of just a straight comedy. You know, I think I would most- actually say it's more comedy than drama in this movie. Really? Yeah. Now, I like the final baseball. Tom scene, Hanks comes in and, the- pees, and pees and they time his peeing. That is that is a very funny moment in this film. But I wouldn't call this movie a straight out comedy. I would say that it's like they use the term dr- dramedy now. Dude, Gina Davis, like giving signs and Tom Hanks goes next to her and gives signs and then they're they're dueling signs back and forth. There's so much comedy in this movie. Yeah, it's there's funny like I said, there's funny parts. There's there's enough funny parts 
but there's enough dramatic parts to balance it out that really makes it feel whole. You know, I guess I would see I would see it more of as a com- comedy with drama because I mean even even the the recruiter is John Lovitz, and he's he the whole time he's like he sees the girl the one girl and he's like he's like what do you recommend for my daughter and he's like uh, a lot of night games <laughs> you know like there's like, <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's... there's it's like it's funny man I mean like the it's a it's I think there's a lot of comedy in it I, I don't know maybe but then maybe but then the there's drama also like makes it overshadows it but there's a lot of comedy no no i'm I'm saying it's it's perfectly in balance is what i'm is what i'm saying there are really funny parts there are really dramatic parts and it all works together um you know it, it's it could have been this sort of goofball like movie it could have been an overly serious movie it has this perfect balance penny marshall did a great job setting a wonderfully balanced tone for this movie um that makes almost every single character an endearing character everybody has this this sort of charm to them that is you know it's one of those movies where like if it's if it's on or i scroll past it oh yeah i'm, I'll, I'm always, gonna select it and i'm gonna yeah, watch this watch damn movie because it's so it's really good, good. so yeah. good Very and good. you know it, it, again it's a true story about a time in baseball where the majority of the baseball players were drafted off to fight in a war and Baseball was left like most of the country at that time was left uh, in the hands of women to run the industries. Right. Um, so in and of itself, it's sort of this like, empowering movie as well. Um, it's an inspirational movie. It's, it's a lot of things wrapped into one, Jeff. And I think it's it's one of the very few sort of like movies I would consider perfect. As far as movies that identify with sports, that's all the movies that we had on our list. But we would like you to continue the conversation with us on Twitter and on Instagram. Corey, do you have any other movies that you would like to tell people about that identify with sports? I mean, stick it for gymnastics. Um, you've said that like 60 times. I'm not sure if here. I've mentioned it. You are really into this gymnastics movie. Guys, if you've never seen Stick It, go watch it. It's one of Jeff Bridges' best. <laughs> I can't even say that. Yeah, I'm not going to say, I'm not, gonna, I'm not look, gonna mention that. Jeff I'm not Bridges gonna is great go, in it, but I'm not going to watch this movie. Films. You totally you can, you, should because. You can't even it watch is... Tin Cup. You have not even gone to watch Tin Cup. If I watch Tin Cup, will you watch Stick It? Yeah, but you haven't watched Tin Cup for like six months. or How long have we been doing this thing? Two years. Okay, I'll watch Stick It in two years if you watch Tin Cup tonight. All right. I'll I'll try to go find Tin Cup on some streaming service. Now, we uh, did not not do... By the way, Tin Cup's played on the Golf Channel literally like once a day. Of course it is. It's like... (laughs) There's only four golf movies ever, Jeff, and you know... Yeah, but they never, you know what they never play? Fucking Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's it's a crap movie. Yeah, it's not really. I wouldn't call it a crap movie. No, it's funny. It's funny as a comedy. It's just not like a golf movie. Yeah. It's it's poking fun at golf a lot more than it's about like golf. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I I don't know. I'm sure there's sports out there. There's sports movies out there that that we missed. And I'm, look, there's a ton of, Movies and, and all of these sports that that are absolutely gold um, that we didn't touch upon, um, you know, in this episode. So you know, yeah, leave, leave us uh, your favorite sports movie, um, uh, you know, on Twitter at Switch Envelope or on Instagram at Switch the Envelope on the episode posts, um, and let let us know what your favorite sports movies are. Uh, you know, there's like, um, yeah, we had some that were for you know auto, like auto racing, but then those are all crap movies like Days of Thunder and Driven. You know, yeah. and so we decided not to use those because those are not good representations of a sport. And um, 
you know. Days of Thunder, where every driver who drives on asphalt is caked with dirt like they just got it's off It's also dirt Top Gun with a car. It is. It's literally Top Gun with a car. I will say, though, that like my dad was way into NASCAR, or is way, in, way into NASCAR. And Days of Thunder um, was one of the movies where I was like, oh, okay, cool um sports movie like kind of get kind of get me into it because it was a movie like that's that's my gateway to like everything in life jeff <laughs> no, i saw I a movie and now i'm inspired <laughs> yeah i think that's why um, you're a miami dolphins fan yeah because you're Trump. a yeah blackhawks um, uh, blackhawks because of, yeah christmas vacation yeah. um yeah no, no it, it, I all, got it. <laughs> it all stems from movies jeff from Mighty me Ducks particular fan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, they also happen to be my hometown, you know, yeah. team. So yeah, I'm that, saying. that helped. But um, <laughs> yeah, but the uh, Days of Thunder, he drove the Mellow Yellow car, which was an actual sponsor of a car. So my favorite driver uh, for the longest time was uh, Kyle Petty, who drove the Mellow Yellow car. Now, I knew that, but I didn't know where you got the Mellow Yellow car. Now, I'm, now I can make fun of Nick fucking rag on you for knowing, <laughs> for liking the Mellow Yellow car from Days of Thunder. Yeah, it's it's from Days of Thunder. Yep, because you used to have always. always that should have felt better to get off yellow. my chest. Yeah, yeah, you know, you used I, to have those I had, always in your room. I had a, a can, a can uh, that was a special mellow yellow car with Kyle Petty that he had. It was like a signature can and whatever that was part of my decoration in my room. Yeah, yeah, I it was, that. it's because of Days of Thunder, Jeff. Yeah, I also had like diecasts. I had like diecast cars. I had one of um, Cold Trickles mellow yellow and one of Kyle Petty's. You know that that I had there was like I had slot cars I had mellow yellow slot car I was like that was my my race car I wasn't I was never really like a hundred percent in on racing uh, but that that was my my driver of choice and unfortunately he was not great he <laughs> 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 was the son of the king but he never really lived up to his dad's name well if you out there, think of any other movies that are that really exemplify a sport. Please send them to us, and we can uh, have a conversation on on Twitter or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, turn us on to, to different sports. You know, and like uh, maybe there's a sport out there that uh, I'm not that into, but if I see a movie about it, I'll be into it. And we didn't talk about dodgeball, and we didn't talk no. about other other sports we, that are we left non... off soccer too. Oh yeah, like uh, uh, like Invictus. Bendit, like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. Um, there's one with uh, Michael Sheen that was a really good movie about soccer. Um, I will say that, uh, that, you know, speaking of soccer, it's not a movie per, per se, but a tremendous amount of um, Euro trip uh, kudos would would go towards Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. Um, it's a fantastic television show. Um, one of the best sort of half an hour, half hour comedy shows that I've seen in, in a long time. And that's uh, centers around Jason Sudeikis' Midwestern coach who moves to England to um, coach a football club out there. And it's very well done. It's well written and well acted. And I would recommend that. So Corey and I are wearing our Switch the Envelope hats. Pretty soon we will be able to send out some merchandise for y'all. And uh, we'll have it available. Where are we going to have it available, Corey? Probably on our website somewhere. I don't know. Oh, on we our website? To, we have to determine sort of what items we, we would like to do for merch. Yes, once we determine that, we will have some merch for you. So hopefully you're all excited to get some new merch from Switch the Envelope. Go out and watch some movies. Um, I, I need to go watch Tin Cup, apparently. Yep. Yeah. 
hit us up on instagram at switch the envelope or hit us on twitter at switch the envelope if you want to continue the conversation let us know your favorite sports movies otherwise you can go to switch the for all your switch the envelope needs like and subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review that would be so fantastic five stars and then you can say you guys that were a bunch of it doesn't matter <laughs> five stars fucking hate these guys perfectly acceptable all right switches we love you and we will see you later <laughs>